And now people should be aware of it. I already put out on the internet how to cure cancer, so I'm sorry that everybody missed it. But I'll get back to what I was talking about, which was I think we got to start killing some geese. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if anyone was able to lip read before, so they saw that I was already talking about this topic. But usually, if we miss something, if it gets dropped, I would just move on. But I feel like this is too important of an issue for me just to move on to the next thing. And that's we got to start killing some geese because they're out here and they shit on everything. I don't even understand what they eat. That like they've just like they, they like they know how to really spread their turds out to like cover an entire park with like little teeny nothing turds that kind of blends in enough with the grass that you just accept it where you're like, all right, there's, there's geese turds here. And then they also, they like to get real close to you and they puff up their chest and then they got their cobra neck and they just walk like, what's up motherfucker. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could be like, do they have got, they got some sort of like fighting skill that I'm not aware of. Cause I'm pretty sure I could take the geese by the neck and just fucking fuck. I wouldn't do that, but I'm pretty sure I could do it. Why don't we eat geese? Do you think they taste disgusting? I I think it's a goose. I think people do eat that. They do? Yeah. Well, then they should start eating more of them. <laughs> like, I would love to see geese hunters coming to these Connecticut parks and just like they have open bow and arrow or yeah. something. Do they? I, you know, I've never seen anybody uh, eat a geese. All right. So that was the first topic of the day. Let's kill some geese. Here's another thing I think we got to fix, which is uh, every town, they've got these new parking machines. It used to be you parked. You had to find quarters. You put them in a meter. You can move on with your life. Now, they upgraded it first to like there was a meter there and you would put your credit card in. That wasn't good enough. Now, you got to walk to the end of the block. There'll be a machine there. And then you got to find out that you got to go back to your car because who the hell knows their license plate number offhand. And then you got to start doing math on how many hours. But then here's the word. Like, if they got one machine for the entire, can you get just get a fucking awning? It keeps happening to me where I'm in a situation where it's pouring rain. And then you got to import all this information. And there's always load times. Like, that's the other thing. Usually new technology should make things easier, not more difficult. Used to be quarter in a machine, meter, you moved on with your life. Now it takes like four minutes to load up. You're in the pouring rain. They can't, and I don't travel with umbrellas. You keep umbrellas in your car. I think no, that's something I got to start doing. I oh, I, I got to kind of stop throwing to you unless uh, you got a chance to put your mic on. Otherwise they can't hear no, it. Hear me. Oh, okay. Here's another <laughs> fucked up thing that I hate. Venmo is asking me for my social security number. Did you guys get that? Venmo used to be cool as fuck. That was like, when is the crypto version of Venmo going to come out so we can actually just send each other money without any record or government getting in? Because, you know, I guess enough people are paying employees through Venmo or whatever that they want the social. They want to be able to track all money ever. Like They don't want any transactions ever. They don't even like the cash exists. They're going to try and get rid of it. Did you get a message from Venmo that they were asking to update your account? And uh, one of the things was the last four, you don't have Venmo? I just got that notice from Venmo and I was like, damn it. I guess Venmo just jumped the shark. It just went from being awesome for about four. And I'm like, I don't want to put my social into Venmo where I buy my drugs on Venmo. Where are you? What are you supposed to do now? You're going to have your fucking social security number tied to I'll literally hit someone up. Thanks for the mushrooms. I've never done that. I've never once put that into the description. I, uh, but Usually I will get on here and I'll scream and holler about things that I need to be fixed in the universe. By the way, are people uh, agreeing with me that these are items that need to be fixed, that we got to kill geese and we got to get, uh, if we're going to have these new annoying card machines for when you're parking your car, at least give me an awning. Here's one thing I will shout out for fixing something, which is I had to put uh, air into my tires the other day. And it used to be when you were getting air in your tires, the, the thing at the gas stations never worked for meters. This was a digital machine that automatically went to 35. So you didn't have to do any of the work. You would fill it. You hit the 35 PSI and it was done. That's a new technology thing. On a, they solved it. Good for them. Here's someone that needs to fix something though. The tires. There's only one piece of information I need on my tire. 
and it's the PSI, it's the fill limit. That's it. You might as well just put onto the tire, hey, dumbass, here's what you can fill it to. And that's the only information that I need. And they never make it easy to find. There's like the company name, and then there's like warnings of something. There's letters to the editor. There's a, a note that the tire manufacturer left for the people in Japan that's in a different language. And you got to like sit there with a flashlight, like going round and round in circles, just trying to find the, the PSI limit. Or maybe I'm just retarded. Do you find that that's easy to locate if you've ever got a fill up or you just, you not don't get typically. bothered by these things. I don't get bothered, but not typically. It's not too easy. Really to it's not that. And it's the one piece of information you need. Like, why would you hide that? Why would you make it difficult? And if you're liking hot takes like this, then you got to get out there for the summer porch tour because we are lining up sheds. By the way, decks count as shed. I mean, we're lining up decks. We're lining up porches. <laughs> we're lining up decks. If you got a shed, I'll hang in a shed. I'll hang in a shed. Here's the thing about summer porch tour. When we're out there and we're summer, it doesn't have to be a porch. It's porch vibes, but you can find porch vibes in a nice backyard. You can find porch vibes in a shed. You can find, I'm a huge fan of decks. Decks are, decks, decks count. Or if you got a good stoop, dude, if you even got, we did one from a, from a guy's fire escape up in Harlem. Like wherever you, whatever you've got, that's like adjacent to your house, hanging out outside, hit us up. Um, what Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. Uh, we've already got some good ones lined up. August 14th looks like it's going to be the date in Nashville. It's going to be me, BK, Chris, and, uh, Andrew's going to be doing an entire presentation. That CPU God about Bill Gates. Uh, I would like to find something in Washington, DC, cause I might do a longer drive to another, uh, location like Virginia or Myrtle beach. And so Washington DC would be a good, uh, landing spot on the way down. The other places I'm interested in is anything going on in Atlanta. I'm thinking from Nashville, I might also do a gig in Atlanta, uh, so hit me up. Summer Porch Tour is in session. Uh, you can find the dates, RobbieTheFire.com. I've got a gig page thing. I'm going to be putting up some new stand-up clips there soon. Some of my anti-vax stuff, which is be hitting, so you guys can go spend some time on my website. Current dates are July 17th. We're doing the live Smoke Out, Bug Out, and stand-up show along with the Shedcast guys. Going to be dropping some rap tunes, uh, and that is July 17th. And then July 3rd and 4th, we've got Philly and Maryland going to be some party shows, menu and heart, BK, Chris, the Shedcast boys, myself, RobbieTheFire.com. And then of course go buy black captain. If you haven't done that yet, um, you know, I mean, I still like you as a person, but I'd like for you to feel a little bit of guilt. So whatever I need to say so that you feel like a little bit bad about yourself enough. So to go purchase the thing, but like, I don't want you feeling all the way bad where like you ruin your whole Sunday. And then, you know, you don't want to continue listening to the show. Cause you feel like I shamed you and ruined one of your Sundays. So whatever, like, the perfect thing for me to say is that you just feel a little bit shitty about yourself. And then you go to blackcaptain.com, spend $20 and get three hours of incredible audio content. The Shedcast boys are on one of the episodes. You guys had fun with it. Vouch for it. Tell them, tell them how great the Black Captain is. I love Black Captain. I've listened to the first season twice now. And uh, the second season, thanks to Robbie, I got a little sneak peek, but I have listened to the whole thing and it's amazing. I love it, to be honest. I got to send you the link. All right, there you go. Now let's get into the news story. You got anything to say about geese or parking? Uh, the geese I do have a huge problem with because uh, growing up, they uh, would always ruin their clothes. You're trying to play in the grass, play whatever, manhunt, football. Yeah, they got the little turds, the little thin turds, yeah, and they're everywhere. And you can't see them. They're camouflaged. Yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> it really sucks. It's a big deal. All right. First news story is there was this lady in Connecticut, a principal. She was de demoted for using the N-word during an anti-racism workshop, uh, which sounds like they probably need some better training about how to do the training. And that's a difficult one because you're just trying to convey things you can't say. So you almost need to like put like the first letter on boards, like the you put the N, you put the F, and you're like, all right, listen, I'm not even going to tell you the words, but you like think of the word that goes with this letter, 
And then just a reminder, just don't say that word. So if for some reason you thought it was a good idea to say that word at work, and we're not even going to say the word, just think it in your own head. Just, just don't say that word. And then that, that, I guess that's the entire meeting. I don't even know why you need to do that. I feel like it should be self-explanatory. Uh, but some people are getting fired because they feel like the opportunity is there where they're like, oh, I'm just telling people, here's what you shouldn't say. And then they go way too hard. Uh, now, you got a story out in China, and we're just going off headlines. That's the new format here. We're not doing research. I've made that clear. Uh, I guess there was some sort of like a nuclear reactor uh, problem. And then, of course, China was going like, uh, yeah, nothing happened. It's all good, which I want a job with the CCP. I feel like I would be great at that job. The entire, it doesn't matter what happened. You just got to go. Yeah, everything's fine. You know, like uh, the nuclear reactor goes off and like you get footage out of China and it's just a field of people who are like fucking puking. And then the CCP gets up there and they're like, no one's got to worry. That's not a nuclear. We had a great party weekend. That's a party weekend. People got out there in China. You guys know that we don't handle our booze well. We were celebrating our freedom from uh, Corona, which is not a real virus. And so we got out there partied or like, you know, there could be like a news story where it's like, hey, I heard that there's a lizard problem out in China. And then in the background, you got like fucking Godzilla and he's just walking around and they're like, nope, we're uh, it's a food festival. We we're food out in here in, uh, in China. You don't have to worry about us. Or like just a CCP, they're pitching coming to Beijing because you got excellent air quality. I'm just saying I would like to be paid. I'd like to be better paid for being full of shit. So I'll take a job with the CCP. Hit me up, China. If you're looking for someone who can give a good spin to, uh, you know, pandemics and plagues upon all of humanity or nuclear leaks or other issues, I can help you out with these. Uh, and then this one just creeped the hell out of me. And this is a funny prank, just uh, turning up someone's like, if I could hack into all the smart appliances in someone's house, just doing little things that they would never think were as an actual problem, like waking up sweaty every night because someone's turning off your air conditioner at like two in the morning or waking up in the morning and your fridge is cold. But for some reason, the milk is spoiled because someone turns it off in the middle of the night, like just like little pranks that you can never quite put your finger on. But that's creepy as hell that the uh, electricity companies were actually turning off people's uh, air conditioning or turning it down in the middle of the night, uh, which, you know, you don't want that. If you buy a smart appliance, you don't like the idea that someone else can now regulate what's going on within your own home, uh, which is creepy. And by the way, this happens with a lot of this new tech stuff. Like it was happening with these uh, with those DNA tests where all of a sudden it turned out they were handing over like the information to the FBI. So the point is. Like me, you should fear all new technology. Don't invite it into your life. If they're offering you something and it seems cool, it's an app, you know, like the Russians did that. It was an app that would show you yourself age. And then all of a sudden you just registered your face for China, for Russia, uh, facial recognition software. Or Sid, he's got his face now in Instagram as me, where you get a smart appliance in your house. And now all of a sudden the government knows what your heat levels are. And so every night in the middle of your night, they turn it down a little bit just to be irritated. That's the way that they're going to go after us is they're going to do everything they can just to make sure that we're a little bit more irritated until we get to a point in the world where everyone's just like me and yelling like a fucking lunatic out of sheds. And then no one's living productive lives. Everybody's bald. Everybody's miserable. So I'm just telling you, now's the chance to start pulling all the technology out of your homes. You, you got to fear everything. You got to be reluctant. It's it, it never will end. I mean, it's starting with their, you're putting technology into your homes and, they're, they're turning it against you so that you can't have optimal air conditioning at evenings, but that's just the start of this thing. We don't know where it's going to go. You got any smart appliances in the house, Mr. Nice? Uh, yeah, I got an Alexa. I think that'd be... does, does, that, does that weird you out at all? That she's spying on you? Yeah, because it'll start talking randomly. Like, and it's like... Just being like, what's up? You need to buy something? Yeah. I bet, you, I bet you're thinking about something right now. 
I think um, there's probably something you can find on Amazon. The one thing like they, uh, in, like during the hippie movement, they said they're trying to put bugs in our houses. And now we're just like buying them. Oh, we're literally buying the bugs. I don't hear you. Too. You might want to pull the mic a little closer. Right, sorry. Can you guys hear uh, Mr. Nice when he's talking? Let us know right now. I'm not going to move on until I get one person confirming that when Mr. Nice speaks, they can hear his smooth, sultry voice because he's got the better microphone. He's trying to he's he's taking some maneuvers from Sid and he's trying to big dog me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next big news story of the week was uh, we had uh, Biden. He got together with uh, Putin. And I feel like everyone, they like to get upset with Putin. They go, uh, hey, this guy's an evil dictator. He's, uh, you know, getting Donald Trump in power. Forget everything else that he's done. I mean, this is a man who empowered Donald Trump, hacked our election and made sure that Donald Trump would become president and get nothing done for four years. That That's the story of uh, of Putin. The worst thing this man has ever done. Here's what I'm starting to like about Putin. This is a shifty mother. When I say shifty, I mean, he's like he's like tapping. He's fiddling his fucking feet. This is an ADD success story. You know, usually you think, hey, if I got ADD, I'm not going to be able to get a hen life. But I'm telling you, or it might just be every time Putin's like listening to someone talk, he's just sitting there like, do you have any idea how many people I could be killing right now? I could be playing ice hockey. I could be playing with my tigers or I could just be committed. Like he's at a different level of boredom because he's the most powerful person in the entire world. So if he just gets stuck in a meeting, he's just like, you know, fuck this. Uh, The other thing I appreciate about, uh, you know, uh. Putin is that he's almost just has a Trump bully thing where every time they ask him something, he's like, no, you do this. I know you are, but what am I? I don't do You kill people. I don't kill people. I don't think he really talks that Russian, but I also think he probably talks like perfect English. And that's one of his moves is just baller where he's like, uh, Oh, also Biden asked him, like, how do you like it if we I would not care if you hacked me? And then uh, Biden basically asked him, you know, they're trying to say how tough Biden is. But Biden was like, listen, I get that you're going to hack our stuff, but can you just like not hack some of our important stuff? Like, here's a list of a whole bunch of stuff. You want to hack this stuff? You can totally go and hack this stuff. Like, these are all the companies that they didn't support me. So if you need to hack something, I get it. You, You know, you got criminal enterprises. Just don't hack. And by the way, you know, do you remember earlier in the year that news story just seemed to disappear of when they uh, Russia hacked the Pentagon and who the fuck knows what they got? And then, of course, after the summit, I uh, um, what was the quote from uh, from Biden? Do you have that? I mean, from uh, Putin, do you have that article in front of you? I think it was something along the lines of um, Putin saying that. Uh, what was it? He doesn't miss anything. I can assure you that is Putin making fun of Biden. <laughs> That is him just going, oh, that's one sharp cookie. That's like an uncle when you talk to your like a three-year-old after he does something and turns to the parent like, hey, you better watch this kid. That's a sharp one. You got to be careful with this guy. That That is Putin just like, uh, you know, he's like, oh, my God, he's even more retarded than I thought. We are golden. We could we could go into Ukraine tomorrow. I bet uh, I bet he doesn't even know what Ukraine is. Next news story I want to talk about is uh, I want to start a pillow company. There's something about starting a pillow company that if you're making pillows, you just get the clarity of the universe. Like God start to turn into a prophet where all of a sudden you can have information that nobody else in the world can possibly have. I'm actually thinking Mike Lindell is so confident as a human being. I'm thinking those pillows must be fucking awesome. His pillows must be so good where he's like, I solved the pillow problem. People didn't even realize that they had a pillow problem. And now that I've made pillows perfect, I'm going to go on and I'm going to, I'm going to solve bigger issues because I mean, he, he is so, have you thought about, I'm thinking about buying a, uh, my pillow. I'm not even like, <laughs> I, I mean, just, he, he's got more confidence than Trump. Like think about how good his pillows must be that he's like, I, you, after what I did for pillows, 
I mean, I'm taking on the universe. And who knows how this guy's going to be remembered? Like, I don't know how many years it's been since, uh, you know, Jesus died or whatever. But, like, who knows? Maybe this will be the next icon. Like, Jesus got the cross. Maybe Mike Lindell. He's already got, like, a kind of a Van Gogh fat baby type body thing. So, who knows? Maybe he'll be on a bunch of pillows. That could happen. Uh, and I'm losing. Uh, what's the next news story? Right. So, I was also thinking that between Mike Lindell and Hunter Biden, uh, crack is having a little bit of a comeback here. I think these are people that are tapping into something. Firstly, artists um, are praising Hunter Biden's paintings, right? And then if you think about this, there aren't too many people in the world that can both get away with saying the N-word and calling Asian people yellow, specifically when they're trying to order child prostitutes. There are very few people that can get away with this other than Hunter Biden. So you look at the uh, the success of Mike Lindell here. You look at everything that Hunter Biden can get away with. And I just start thinking, like, maybe I got to try some crack. Like, I mean, these people are ta- tapping into some sort of a creative power that I don't have, which just makes me think, like, maybe, you know, it, it's like what they say of uh, the reason that ecstasy cures PTSD is it fires off neurons that you're not always activating and it creates an empathy that you don't always feel. And so very similar to electroshock therapy, you get those areas, of your brain flowing, and then you can start tapping into them in your regular life but have they run these kind of studies with crack (laughs) maybe there's some sort of hidden creativity in the back recess of your brain where a lot of us we don't have the confidence to go order underage asian hookers we don't think we'll get away with it or we don't think hey i should start a pillow company i know it's an item that no one realized they needed from a new company but maybe that's where confidence comes from it's from doing a little crack so i don't know what do you think shed crack night well we'll just give it a try (laughs) I don't even know how you get a hold of crack. You would know. You would know better than me. I bet. I bet if we tried hard enough, we could track it down. Okay. If you think it, like if I give you a mission to go find crack, how many phone calls do you think it would take you before, like, you know what I mean? Like, like a game of telephone. How many phone calls do you think you would need to make before one of your friends was like, either I got it or give me ten minutes, I can get it. One or two. One or two. Yeah. That's not bad. Think about that. Cause if the answer is not one or two, you're not partying enough. If you think you're a party <laughs> guy, that's, that's the marker to beat right there. It, you, you would need to be, well, one is about, I mean, you can't beat one other than just being like, I have crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one, maybe one or two people I could call like, you just happen to have that. Essay. <laughs> Lindell moved on from crack and now he's found Jesus, which either Jesus is like actually that good. That if you accept Jesus, you're like, I don't even need crack. What was I doing with that crack? I don't know. I haven't practiced Christianity, so I'm not I'm not sure. But I always wonder with these people if like they're just full. You're like, you think like Trump's clearly not a good Christian face value. You think this guy Lindell, do you think he just found a good market of uh, people that like like hearing that other people are Christians? They're buying more pillows. Or do you think this guy like do you think that do you think he goes to that level of being full of shit where he's not even a Christian? Um, or do you yeah. think he found, yeah, I don't think it stops. Yeah. I think, yeah, you just pull shit. Out. You think if you're that level of sales, you just find this angle where, yeah, I think it's like those, uh, super, uh, mega church preachers. Yeah. At a certain point, like, are they really, it's business. Yeah. It's business. I, uh, so the man has found Jesus and now he's just up there. I'm going to try my Mike Lindell impression. Cause he, he's funny. He basically talks like, you know, with the energy of a guy like who he's always holding his pillow. 
He's like, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm going to praise Jesus. I'm going to hold this pillow, but it's a little more, and it's like, I'm going to squeeze it with the energy of a guy who is going to, is strangling a baby. But as long as I pray, as long as I pray, as long as I got my pillow, as long as Trump, as long as Trump, as long as, as though we're going to get him reinstated, he's going to be reinstated. I have the evidence. No one else has the evidence. I got the evidence. It's like a cattle auction of like raspiness. All right. Next news story. Oh no. Here's my last story, my last thought. So I don't know if you guys saw the footage. And by the way, can I just tell you, Mike Lindell is not a bad uh, example of the way internet censorship works now because I was trying to find the footage of the rally he threw. I can't find any original footage other than on his website. And then the only thing that came out from the entire thing was essentially they put up footage of the one moment when he had paid for like, uh, I guess a plane was supposed to come over and it did not go smoothly. So they got that moment up to go, hey, look at this idiot. And then you had the Daily Show incident, which was highly edited. Uh, and other than that, you can't find any of the original footage in any capacity. It's exactly like what you would expect from if there was some sort of a big censorship government app apparatus where you can't see any moments of this person unless it's highly edited and painted. I'm not saying he isn't a buffoon or that he's all knowledgeable or that this guy's insightful or wise, but I do think a fair amount of people showed up to a rally specifically to hear him. And it's pretty easy to find two moments where the guy might've looked like a dumbass or had nothing of value to say. And it's just a pretty good example of general uh, censorship. But with that being said, I want to just come out there full support of Mike Lindell. Full support because this is the greatest underdog story. Underdog, look, that was the impression. Underdog, mm -hmm. yeah, he's got the he's got the Wisconsin accent. I uh, this is the greatest underdog story of all time. You got a guy selling pillows on Fox News. Seems like a scam. Whenever you got a guy who's almost too wealthy and too much advertising for what the product is, I always assume scam. Like that's what happened with Sponge Tech. It was some sponge. Do you remember sponge tech? They were like the biggest um, advertiser on 660 news. I mean, on uh 660, the, the sports station. And then if you went to like, um, uh, like uh, when it used to be Shea stadium or you went to MetLife, it was like everywhere. It was like the predominant. You're like, there's no way fucking sponges for your pets are making this much money. So uh -huh. my pillow seemed the same way. We were like, how does a pillow company have this much advertising dollars? But apparently he hasn't been busted for a scam yet. He's still out there. A raspy voice, mustache, Full support. This would be the greatest underdog story in all of American history if the My Pillow guy actually had the only inside knowledge of how Trump was. Trump was the election was stolen from him and managed to get Trump reinstated by August. So if he's got this trick up his sleeve, and then what? Like it's like cultish. What happens in August when he doesn't get reinstated? Like how do you keep? Like what? What, what do you think his next spin is going to be? I don't really know. Yeah, it's, it's tough it's once tough. you commit to a date. Once yeah. you commit to a date, it's tough. Yeah. I am, uh, you know what? Let's take a minute. Let's see if uh, we got any got any fun comments in the chat before we get into the next topic. All right. We got. What do we uh, got from these lunatics? Bring it up. Or just press show. We'll, uh... Okay. We want to get back in it. All right. All right. Uh, you want to hear about the, the tire? Uh, just click on a couple random ones. Let's see what the people are saying. Right, we'll hop into the next topic. To put some knowledge on us. All right, all right. What do you got? He said, PSI on the tire is the maximum. You want to check the inside the door for the label that has the PSI for loading. All right, there you go. Now I would know. You know, but you can at least put on the tire. Hey, the information you need is inside the door. And why not just put it on the tire? You're already printing fucking information onto the tire. So once you're already printing information onto the tire, why not give me the one piece of information that I need? It's like, you know, the first seven pages in an instruction guide of nonsense. So, you know what? 
you can take that comment, shove it up your ass. <laughs> I get it. I appreciate it. Now I know the information's on the inside of the door. Doesn't change the fact that they're dumb for not putting it on the tire. What else are these people saying? Uh, Trying to argue with me about whether or not the PSI should be on the tire. He wasn't really arguing. He was just saying. Uh, uh, people are saying uh, something that cancer might be the new pandemic. That uh, I don't know what this. I know I don't know what it says about the U.S. When I can't help but think Putin makes some good points. Well, that's what's so fun about listening to him is in every single interview. Uh, and it's almost what's fun about reading RT is that they're pretty good at criticizing America. So, yes, if you listen to Putin, he probably has some pretty good points because he's just criticizing the U.S. to be like, hey, quit pretending like you guys are so oral and criticizing me. All right. Next, I want to talk about is uh, crypto because I am I'm going I'm going a little I'm going a little nuts here. I'm playing I'm playing crypto like I, I like the craps, uh, which is that I won some money on Bitcoin and now I'm just going with all like the dumb prop bets. I'm doing like eight the hard ways for the hard way. Give me the fire bet. And to be clear, I've lost a lot of money playing craps. This is not a winning strategy, but it's fun. This is more fun than buying a lottery ticket. I wake up. I'm like, hey, what's new on Gemini? What's got a funky name? I'm doing no research and I'm just going, fuck it. I'll put a hundred bucks on this. Who the hell knows? It's just, it's buying lottery tickets. And at first I started thinking, hey, maybe I should stop this strategy. But then this dude became a trillionaire overnight. I don't know if you saw the story. It was because of a crypto called Rocket Bunny. And that's the kind of shit I would just look at and go, fuck yeah, I want to own some Rocket Bunny. I don't even know what Rocket Bunny is. Maybe they're going to be the crack company. Maybe those will be the people. I know uh, Rocket Bunny that makes a uh, car like... Um kits like body kits called rocket bunny you know what that sounds that sounds like that would be uh the name i all right and as i buy more and i'm not talking about bitcoin and i'm not talking about ethereum i'm talking about all these little other DeFi protocols i'm starting to realize what i think a little bit of the scam is uh and first is a lot of them just seem to cross-reference each other where they're like i'm gonna be the coin that can let you use that coin and then it's gonna let you do this other thing and so I'm going to be somehow magically in the middle of this operation of nine other things that might take place at a future reference. And so if you're going to want to use the uh, the bunny rocket coin, which is going to go into the cum rocket coin, you're going to need my uh, pizza coin in order to transfer. mine it's exactly what i used to see from penny stocks where like they're not actually doing any of this stuff now they're just going oh we're going to be the coin for every single sports team and as people want to invest in sports team or you're going to it's like you're, you're going everything's going to be like a casino now that when you go there you're going to have to have this you're going to have to have the chips and so now invest in the casino chips because since people at some point are going to have to hold their money in casino chips there's going to be i don't know why every casino doesn't do that you want to talk about a, a venue that actually has a uh, a currency requirement. It would be the casino. I don't know why every online casino basically doesn't do that. Instead of putting your US dollars in, you're buying your your gamble your gambo coin, which has the easiest convertibility in the world. And so every online gambler, when they go buy, by the way, this isn't a bad idea. If you're out there and you know how to create uh currencies, gambo coin is an excellent idea. And who cares if it sells? Who cares if this is a good idea? This is this scam. You just go, hey, we're creating gambo coin. And it's going to be the, uh, and then you just got to float the big figure. The online gaming industry is a $3 billion industry. And because of all the fees that currently exist and trying to, 
process credit cards and trying to process Bitcoin and trying to process currency and trying to get your money in and out. That's why we've got Gamble Coin. And once you get into Gamble Coin, you can get in and out of this thing real easy. We're going to get all of these fees out of the way. And then since people are going to need to hold Gamble Coin, the value of Gamble Coin, it's going to the roof. It's going like Dogecoin. It's going to, you can ride this like Elon Musk up into a rocket to Mars. And then here's what happens. No one ever ends up using your technology of Gamble Coin. So it sounded good on paper. It sounded like, oh yeah, if people started using this thing, it would be great. Right, but no, here's what I think is the scariest part of the picture. The whole appeal here, and by the way, I've done zero research. Remember the start of this when I said, hey, I've done no, zero research here. I'm just buying these things like it's fucking, I bought, I bought, I was like, mirror sounds cool. I look in the mirror. I like mirrors. You like mirrors? Yeah, the mirrors are a necessary part of Loy. All right, mirror protocol. Sure, they're, they're going to duplicate whatever the other thing is so that you can go buy it somewhere else. I have no idea what's going on with the crypto. I understand Bitcoin. Uh, I, I don't know where if Bitcoin's still at 35. Go ahead, buy yourself some Bitcoin. I think uh, ride that wave and you know, defund the some of this other DeFi stuff. I do understand the value of potentially smart contracts and decentralized. I get it. I do think a lot of these uh, random things probably are uh, going to go to hell. And here's where I think my biggest uh, my biggest critique would be. Uh, so part of the appeal to everything that's going on, uh, even with Bitcoin, is that the argument is, hey, we're still in early on this thing. And the institutional investors, as the institutional money moves over, as the pension funds move over, as the banking apparatus accepts, hey, We've got no choice but to get with this wave of the future, this new internet, this new technology. Well, then all this money is going to pour into this system and it's going to go all the way up. But I saw this article about this firm called uh, Broadridge that apparently is handling $31 billion a day in repo transactions on a blockchain network, which just makes me think that maybe the infrastructure that we build to be decentralized, that we hope the banks will go, hey, we've got no choice but to join this apparatus. Maybe the better players will just go, hey, that's a pretty good idea. And then they'll poach the idea. And because they actually hold more of the money, instantly whatever they create will have more value because this whole idea of like, well, like GamboCoin, if I can get all the casinos to start using GamboCoin as the currency of need, well, then it's instantly going to be valuable. Yeah, but I guess that the gambling companies decide, well, we're going to create, you know, uh, instead of GamboCoin, we'll create a uh, chip coin, which is going to be the digital equivalent of a casino chip. Well, then guess what? GamboCoin's not going anywhere because they can also copy the Ethereum whatever code and just build it themselves. On that note, I saw an article about big banks are closer to Ethereum staking. I don't understand what staking is. Uh, you guys can hit me up, robsnewsum at gmail.com. I promise you I'm more interested in cryptocurrencies now than ever. I see the value of DeFi. I will be doing more homework on this. So I'm just telling you guys I'm running my mouth. This is my gut reaction to some of the news stories I saw this week. But it seems to me with the staking, that might be a more sophisticated way of uh, – getting interest rates or getting basically, I, I don't understand it, but it just seems to me like we think that we're going to be holding uh, something that the banks will be forced to adapt to, but it could be if like, you know, I don't know, we're playing against the best players. And I just think maybe it's a, like, it's a pipe dream that the institutional money is going to follow what we did, but I could be totally wrong. Now on this theme of just, you got to do your homework. Um, so you had, uh, 
Colts. Um, even Mark Cuban, he took a wash on a crypto uh, called Titan where it went up to like 60 and then it literally just bottomed out to zero. I don't even understand how the thing totally bottomed out to zero, but it happened. And then uh, Michael Burry or Barry, I don't know what that guy's name is, but he was also saying that uh, nobody's doing their homework on crypto and that there's a lot of leverage in the market. A lot of people are borrowing just to buy it. And that's where the thing's going to implode. And I think that is also the problem, uh, typically speaking, when it comes to investing. For example, I'm interested in uranium. I'm going to give you guys my uranium pitch. You can tell me what you think. I'm thinking, we all know this, when it comes to the nuclear technology, it's carbon neutral. If you're really concerned about carbon, you go with nuclear. Well, people go, hey, you know, China, all these people, they got those fucking eruptions. Well, here's the thing. We got new technology. We've got these micro units and stuff, which I think like every technology has gotten better over the last 30 years. I think nuclear has gotten a lot better too. It just has a bad rep. Now I'm starting to see the billionaires are getting in on this shit. You got your Bill Gates, you got your Bezos. They're getting in on nuclear technology. You know what that makes me think? Uh, perhaps, you know, they'll start a worldwide pandemic in which we have no choice, but to use it. <laughs> no, I just think the big, like the billionaires, they're kind of in the know. Sometimes they seem to have the ability to, uh, change the narrative on these things or they control more than the universe, but all that stuff, guess what? It's, uh, uh, it's mostly private companies. You can't invest in it, but you can buy the mines. You can buy yourself the uranium mines and see if you can ride that wave. This is an interesting story. I'm spewing some bullshit here. I haven't done my homework. It makes sense in my head as a theoretical. The problem is I don't know the financials of the uranium things. I don't know. You can go buy yourself a mine and who knows? Maybe it's actually, I don't think it's over. It could be like, it could already be at its height because enough people have, uh, are thinking the same thing. Enough people have bought in or you're looking at Bitcoin and you think, but like you have no idea how much leverage is behind it. So I'm saying like, unless you're actually doing the homework on the value side of it and the financials, you're just engaging in wild speculation, which is fun. It's buying a lottery ticket. I'm all for it. But you know what's not speculative? It's buying yourself Yo Kratom home with a $6 kilo. You buy yourself a $6 kilo of Yo Kratom, assuming that you're already a fan of Kratom, you're over the age of 21, you're going to be responsible. Whatever else you should say so that people don't, uh, I don't know, just go buy yourself some Kratom. You probably heard this ad read a hundred times and you're still thinking, hey, should I get some Kratom? Why the fuck not? It's fun to get a kilo of something in the mail that you know I only spent 60 bucks for. And guess what? This can't go down in value. It can't. And if you're not into Kratom, I understand, then go, you all smoke weed. Yo, Delta.com, promo code, it's either RYM or FIRE for like 20 or 25% off, but you can speak to uh, to Delta. Tell them about the Delta pens. Those things are- the Delta pens are really good. They're like, uh, they're not as intense as like a regular high, but it gets you right where you want to be. Like maybe if you want to, like you're just chilling or if you're at work. If you like to do that stuff at work. There you go. The endorsement for the drug of choice while you're at work. Yo, Delta pens. Uh, or yo Kratom. All right, let's move on. This was creepy as hell. Uh, Tucker Carlson covered this. We also did a full part of the problem on it, so I will uh, keep it short. But you had the incident uh, basically with the Capitol riots. And I said at the beginning, who was opening the doors for these people? Who was actually getting the crowd riled up? And you know what else? I, I was thinking about this earlier in the week. There's this book. It's uh, By the way, go read this book. It's I think it's just called Crowds. It's from Gust of Lebon. And it's really, it's like a short little pamphlet. And it is one of the most fascinating books you will read on. Um, he's got a piece on education. Give me a second. I got a really big burp coming and I'm trying to ignore it, but just give me one second. Uh, that was a pretty solid burp, right? Yeah, it was right. yeah <laughs> I almost got nervous. Oh, you, you weren't that impressed by it? <laughs> oh, dude, I'll throw much better burps if you're shitting on my burps. Right. Let me know. People in the chat, review that burp for me. I would give it like a six or seven. That was a solid burp right there. It wasn't like I chugged a whole can. Okay, anyways, I was trying to talk about Gustav Le Bon. The book is called Crowd. 
Uh, there's a couple of interesting things in there. He talks about general propaganda and uh, repeating lies a whole bunch and how that reinforces itself. There's also a piece about education and the Prussian system. And then he's got a piece about how crowds seem to have a stupidity to them uh, that they will engage in like violent behavior that an individual never would. There's a madness and stupidity to a crowd that people will get la lost in the chaos of it and do something that they would never do otherwise. So I would suggest that if we have a concept of being able to plea insanity and we have a documented uh, human psychology flaw that when crowds riot, there is a insanity of the time that you get lost in what's going on. Perhaps there should be some sort of a insanity cause of what's going on in a crowd. And I would venture to guess that the government knows this. And that's why they send the provocateurs. And who knows? I, it will be interesting to see if that story develops. And uh, we actually do find out because it's creepy as hell. You're looking at an entirely different apparatus there where the FBI and I, I would like knows that, hey, we've been talking about how Trump's rhetoric is dangerous. So now let's go showcase that. You know, let's make it happen. We need to get rid of this guy. We need to showcase why it's the racist tides of America and it's going to really make problems for our country. And so they send out operatives and not only do they get the people to show up to Washington, D.C., when the moment gets hot and heated, they go, hey, we're going to storm this building. And they know that a lot of people are going to follow. And a lot of people, they just walk. They're like, oh, shit, we're walking through the building. Like, and, and to sort of to set up people knowing that you're going to like send them to jail for a really long time when you know that that's going to happen. Like, you know that you can trick them. And then, you know, like it's so unbelievably evil. And it's just because you got to remember there's a lot of power in government and they're, they're playing for keeps, you know, they'll do this kind of shit. They really like if they they'll do. And then you start looking at the fact that there wasn't uh, enough preparation. They had gotten their warnings. The reinforcements didn't come. Now we're in conspiracy theory space here. I can't prove any of this and who knows what's going to come out. I also didn't read the, uh, the article. I just know that when the incident first happened, I said, I would like to see, or I do believe that the story will develop over time, that there was probably some FBI involvement. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people leading the charge, the provocateurs were actually government agents. And uh, who knows, right out of my imagination, that already seems to have appeared into reality where the government got sloppy. They tracked down every single individual and supposedly some people just uh, haven't been prosecuted. So I think government's probably going to have to answer for that. And the most interesting thing is the footage exists. Uh, so if they want it to be transparent, I guess they could hand over the footage and then they could answer for why some people uh, who were in the footage in the building weren't aren't being prosecuted while other people have been. Uh, however, I bet why that by the time we get that footage, they'll scrub it because let's not pretend like people that might have the power to, uh, you know, get these kind of things off the ground, can't clean up their own messes. What do you think of this story, Mike? Nice. You think it's all just uh, the government, you know, riled the whole thing up, made it happen, created its own news. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wonder how many people fought. Like, I bet basically anyone, the entire half of the country that I uh, kind of like Trump and kind of thinks the election was stolen. They probably believe this news story and everyone who never believes any of that stuff and always thinks it's just complete nonsense does not. Um, all right. Next news story is, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, this past summer, but you got those people, they live in a private neighborhood. They're uh, super rich. Uh, they're not very attractive. And then all of a sudden the black lives matter people, 
people that come into their private neighborhood and so they go out on their lawn with their guns. They look like a bunch of buffoons. They probably shouldn't be out there with their guns. Uh, if, if shit went down, you can tell that that fat chick would just, you know, her sausage fingers, she would drop it. It would end up just shooting her in the cunt, probably go straight through her, maybe land on the liver. There's a lot of fat. So I'm not saying she would die right on the spot. Like, it's not like it would travel straight through to the brain, a little too much chunk in there that would suppress it and keep it down. <laughs> but these were not people that were going to hold back a crowd, even though the guys got, uh, got the nice assault rifle, balling watch, balling house to protect. Did you see that house? That was a beautiful house. I did not know. Dude, columns and everything. That was a nice ass house. Okay. So anyways, I, I think most people who, or at least people that think like me observed, Hey, these people are crashing into my community. Uh, and this seems to be a charged environment. I'm going to protect my house. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. It, like, so I, I don't understand why they should be in trouble. I mean, I don't know the gun laws for that particular state, but I think there was reason for them to think that their lives could be in dangerous, that people might be storming their homes. Uh, they do live in a private neighborhood. People are trespassing through a gate. Now, maybe they don't have a Wiley Coyote sign up there that says, if you come on my lawn, you know, warning that you'll be shot. Uh, but it seems anyways, they pled guilty. Now, I don't know if it's just a slap on the wrist, plead guilty, and maybe they're not in all that much trouble. Uh, but I did have a somewhat depressing thought, which I will share with you. And I'm victim of this as well. Uh, yelling in a shed doesn't count, but I feel like we're not having each other's backs enough where there's this feeling that as people get in trouble or like don't get unlucky in terms of the way that government is treating them, and I'm guilty of this as well. I just go, all right, well, at least it wasn't me, but I'm not doing a lot to help these people. So the best example of that was the restaurants over, you know, that they got shut down during coronavirus and I got to work through Corona coronavirus. And so it's not like I went out there and tried to do something for, I just like kind of thought, Hey, all right, you know, lucky that it wasn't me, but it's like divide and conquer. So if they did that to the restaurants where they shut down a business for no legitimate, re I mean, I can't say no legitimate reason. I don't think the government should be, uh, telling us that we can't go to work or assessing risk. I think people could have decided whether or not they were going to restaurants. Uh, so it, it, you can't say no legitimate reason. I don't think it was a good enough reason, nor do I think the government has the authority to do so. But I'm saying it's divide and conquer because it's not like there was a mass outrage on behalf of businesses that were shut down during Corona. The most powerful businesses, your Amazons, your, your, your uh, airline companies, plenty of companies were able to just continue what they were doing or really People like me, you could call it middle class or whatever you want, but people who work in digital technology or remote type tasks. So like you, you were mailman, so you got to pick up to, you got to keep doing your job because it's protected industry, yes. right? But how many people, what, what makes, what makes being a mailman any more or less risky than any other job that people were told that they couldn't do? Now, the other thing that's happening, which to me, like I said, it's the divide and conquer. All these people that got riled up from Trump and, uh, and they, you know, walked into the, Capitol building. Yeah. I guess anyone who engaged in violence, I understand. Uh, maybe I understand some level of penalties. I'm sure they're going to go too far. Some people got lost in the moment. They're not violent people. They, they had a dumb, they made a dumb mistake and they walked into the building. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what we can do that we can somehow support these people. Maybe there's online legal funds. Maybe I should do my homework. You know what? For next week, remind me. Let's do a little bit of homework. Maybe we can actually get some people to support some causes and uh, influence some change. I'm just saying there's a scary thing to me where there's like a divide and conquer, where there's clear incidents where I feel like government's overstepping its boundaries. And yet, it like, you know, we're, we're all kind of like, all right, well, we're lucky it's not us. But it's like, well, then how soon till it becomes us? You know what I mean? It's like, if we're not getting the people's backs who are kind of up against it, 
It's like that just allows government to become more powerful and kind of pick us pick us apart because we're disorganized. They're organized and we're disorganized where if they take on single industry industries or single groups of people, well, then we go, all right, well, I'm lucky I wasn't that person. But how soon till it's like they, they target everyone? The other one that's going on now, and this one, I, I really feel for you if you're out there and this is happening to you, but a lot of people are being fired from their jobs for not getting um, the COVID vaccines that maybe fired is not the accurate way to state it right now. I think they're basically being told by a certain date, if you don't have it, you will no longer have employment. Did anything like that happen with the uh, with the postal office? Uh, no, they haven't said anything about that yet. They're encouraging, highly encouraging you to go get it. Um, but the one weird thing is that they did have this weird app they tried to input, implement with um, um, tracing, contact tracing. Which nobody went for. Oh, because yeah, because you guys are so you're 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 highly protected union, and you yeah. guys are super collar like organ. Yeah. yeah, you gotta think that there's a reason why everyone is uh working at the post office, right? And it's not because yeah. they're like rural listeners. Yeah, yeah. it's because you don't need any education, right? right? In order to get that job, so that's gonna be a hard group of people to convince, like, to opt in for that kind of thing. Yeah, because by it's so interesting that there's two different kinds of idiots in this country. And some of them are idiots like uh, you. And I mean that yeah, in a night where it's just where it's like, fuck you, idiots. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, no, no. I like I like to drink. I like to party like, fuck you. I want to be left alone. Yeah. And then you've got idiots who are sucker for this kind of like narrative where they're just like, oh, yeah, of course, we should all uh, allow our company to track us. Why wouldn't you? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like yeah, a very yeah. different kind of idiot where one one group of idiot is just like, I just want to be left alone so I can live my 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 it's usually somewhat simpler life of i mean yeah absolutely you're rapping you're trying to fucking do something you know a lot of people at your gig who are just doing the mail thing they go home they get drunk and i'm I'm not judging that's good life i like drinking dude drinking and then walking around and organizing stuff i i should have been a mailman it's not a bad gig okay so here's what's going on with the vax the first court case appeared and the lawsuit was dismissed so here was the case it was uh, 116 people, um, and it was a hospital in, uh, I, I know it was in Texas, which, by the Houston, way. Houston Methodist. Yeah, you would think if one area might get the back uh, for people for freedom, it would probably be Florida or Texas. So it's also particularly scary that in Texas, they couldn't even win this case. So it's 116 people. The other thing is, these are healthcare workers. So what does that say about the vaccine? And I get, I get that they're nurses. But still, these are people that work in health, like they're the closest to the doctors that are recommending it. They're the closest to actually having witnessed the, let's just call it carnage of Corona because they're working in the hospitals. They've seen the cases and yet a lot of them don't want it. What what does that say about the vaccine here? This is from a USA Today article, and this is with their spin surveyed USA Today surveyed some of the largest hospital networks and public hospitals in the country. At the nine networks that responded, fully vaccinated rates ranged from 53 to 72%. So that's a positive spin. Well, as much as 53%. Wait, so you're telling me that 40, as, as many as 47% of, uh, uh, what is it? A hospital, public hospital and nine networks that responded fully ranged from, I mean, is that doctors? Does that include doctors that 47% of doctors don't want to get this? Rates among 15 of the nation's largest hospitals range from 51% to 91%. So that range, in other words, is saying our survey sucks because it could be as much as half to as much as 90%. But does that mean that uh, some of the largest hospitals in the world, 50% of doctors don't want this thing? I don't know if that's what that data means, but certainly seems interesting. All right, so let's take a look 
at why this judge dismissed the case. Uh, because I, uh, I was curious, this is a big case. This is a, this is a fascinating time that we're living in where in my estimation, pharmaceutical companies are working with Fauci for profits and they put a, uh, well, I, I would say they're, they're putting unnecessary risk on a lot of healthy individuals plates that they're encouraging you or potentially forcing you to get a vaccine, uh, which does not increase your immunity enough that I believe it's worth the risk of taking it. And you might even be able to argue that the proof is already in because you do have 30 year olds who are getting the mito, kaida, whatever fuckery. And even three weeks ago, they were saying, Hey, there's absolutely no known side effects. So already we're looking at this a little bit differently and going, I guess if you're, you know, in the ages where you might get blood clots, it's not a good idea. And also I don't believe the data to be true at this point in terms of I guess I, I more believe what I'm seeing online from random individuals saying that, hey, I know this person that had a side effect, but I could just be a sucker for those stories. And I can't speak with 100% truth based on what you've seen online. When you see like the random, what's your takeaway? Do you think it's just like hocus pocus from Twitter? Or do you think that there's, uh, I, I guess, more damaging side effects that the media is just not really reporting on? Well, on the, the vaccine shot? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I to be honest. I think there's way less um, uh, side effects that because I feel like you would be hearing a lot more. Like if there was a lot of side effects, I think you would. You feel like they wouldn't be able to keep that story under wraps because I mean, if you went to the Stanford vaccination sites and you see the line, I mean, it was hundreds and hundreds of people daily getting vaccinated. I feel like you and uh, so yeah, I I guess you know that's actually not a bad argument because essentially what they say of uh, of death rates is that I think it's over. I forget. All right. Let me just state this differently so I can state what I know, what I know to be accurate. If there was a high enough rate of vaccine issues, you would know someone personally that had it the same way. I don't know anyone personally that died of Corona. I don't even know anyone like twice removed it. Oh no. I guess I know people in the risk categories that died of Corona, but I don't know a single person firsthand. I haven't heard a single firsthand story of somebody getting the vaccine and then having a health issue from it. No, I haven't either. Not personally. Yeah, and nor and I haven't heard a secondhand story yet. But now that's that that's not either here nor there because we're just two individuals and we're going on a tangent. So let's take a look at this case because no matter what, I don't think that these uh, vaccines should be forced upon you. And I think it's scary as hell that you don't have the uh, ability in this country to make a decision for yourself as a free individual whether or not you want to put a new vaccine into your body, especially being. Anybody who wants this can go get this and be protected. So the idea that I need this for to, to help somebody else out is just not true because if these vaccines work as well as they say they do, anybody can go get the vaccine and be up to 95% protected. So that, that is yet to be addressed by anybody. Why is it that I will lose my job if I don't partake in, I, I, you know, I don't want to go with that rhetoric. Why is it that I will lose my job if I don't get this vaccine? Who am I putting at risk? Who exactly is at risk because I am here not vaccinated? Why aren't I allowed to make this choice for myself if everyone else is protected? So let's read a little bit from this judge. All right. Bridges dedicated the bulk of her pleadings to arguing that the currently available COVID-19 vaccines are experimental and dangerous. This claim is false and is also irrelevant. Bridges argues that if she is fired for refusing to be injected with the vaccine, she'll be wrongfully terminated. Vaccine safety and efficacy are not considered in educating um, this issue. And so how is vaccine something 
that you would not rule on or address. I, I That doesn't make sense to me. So she's bringing a suit and she's saying that, hey, I believe that this vaccine to be unsafe and uh, that's why I shouldn't have to get it. And then your approach is we're not even going to look at the safety of this thing. Uh, instead, we're just going to look in, into whether or not you can be fired for not getting it. But it's not it doesn't matter whether or not it's safe. So firstly, if it doesn't matter whether or not it's safe, that means that you're ruling on this, even if it isn't safe. That's what you mean. You mean that the law should be in a way that if a company forces you to do something that is unsafe, they would have the power to do so. Because may, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a lawyer. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. But if you're saying that we don't even need to rule on whether or not it's safe in order for this ruling to be true. That means even if it's not safe, right? Does that hold? Does that logic hold up to you? That would mean even if it's not safe, my ruling still stands because it, it it's not it's not even a variable, and I don't understand that whatsoever. Like, I, isn't there a concept of work hazard? I mean, if there was a dead dangerous chemical pit and they were saying I need to work next to it, and then you could go, all right, well then just go get another job. It's a free market if this is the one. But what if every single job has a uh, dangerous pit in it? What so what, what, you got to quit with my mouse? What are you doing here? I'm trying to I'm trying to flow. <laughs> um, did you did we need to move something or no? I didn't. I just put you back to the full screen. Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. Um, if every single place had a dangerous pit, right? Then how is it? And I was saying, hey, the work is like I I need a job, and every job site has a has a dangerous pit. Like, why wouldn't we look into why do these places have dangerous pits? Maybe that's not the best example. But if a court says we're not going to address whether or not there's a safety issue, right? They're just like, we, we don't care if there's a safety, safety issue. How's not the, how is that not the sign of like a broken system? Like, ladies and gentlemen, we're gathered here today to address the claims that there's a horrible threat to humanity and that it's potentially being enforced upon people to engage in self-harm. But we're not going to address the potential threat, rally rather only if companies can legally enforce that threat. So, like, why is the judge looking to stand by a legal system that protects dangerous threats to humanity? And once again, I'll repeat my point. If you don't want to weigh in on whether or not this is actually a threat, so then you are saying that even if it is, you would still stand by your law. So why would you do that? Why would you want to be the enforcer of a system that allows companies to impose threats or harm onto you? And also, why wouldn't, like, this is the first court case on the vaccines. I, I like, why wouldn't you be interested in exploring whether or not there might be harm or risk factors that have not been, uh, I guess, accounted for by other branches of government? And perhaps there should be some sort of a legal recourse where, you know, you should at least have the choice not to get it. And then here's where it becomes really interesting, because her argument was seeing as that there was not a current like there wasn't previously a trial. Right. So I am the trial. And when it comes to trial for vaccines, there can't be any threat or like intimidation for me to actually engage in the trial. And so in this case, if I'm going to be losing my job, that's a threat, right? So here, let me read a little bit more. Texas law only protects employees from being terminated for refusing to commit an act carrying criminal penalties to the worker to succeed on. So let me read that. Texas law only protects employees from being terminated for refusing to commit an act carrying criminal penalties. Uh, so does that mean that there's no discrimination, sexual assault or other recourse for employees in Texas? There's, there's no other like thing that, uh, a company can't do to you. And then, uh, I already mentioned the self-harm. I don't know that, uh, self-harm should be a crime, but if we currently do consider it to be a crime and there might be unnecessary risks of taking the vaccines, which the court doesn't want to weigh in on, 
then perhaps there would be a crime here of self-harm. Uh, that is more of a stretch than some of the other things I put forward, but fuck it. I'm not a lawyer, so let's stretch a little bit. Continue reading. Bridge also um, asked the court to declare the injection requirement is invalid because it violates federal law. She says that no one can be mandated to receive unimproved medicines in emergencies, and she insists that no currently available vaccine has been fully approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Federal law authorizes the Secretary of Health and Human Services to introduce into interstate commerce medical products intended for use in emergency. It also requires the Secretary to ensure product recipients understand the potential benefits and risk of use, the option to accept or refuse administration of the product. All right. So to me, let's just read that line. Potential benefits or risk of use and the option to accept or refuse. So in emergency cases, you should have the option to accept or refuse. Okay. Bridget has misconstrued the provision. It confers certain powers and responsibilities to the Secretary of Health and Human Services in emergency. It neither expands nor um, restricts the responsibility of private employers. In fact, it does not apply at all to private employers, like the hospital in this case. It does not confer a private opportunity to sue the government, employer, or worker. Bridges claim that the injectment requirement um, violates, I, I don't know, the numbers fails. She also argues that the injection requirement violates federal funding law governing the protection of human subjects. She says that the injection requirement is forcing its employee to participate in a human trial because no currently available vaccine has been fully approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Federal law requires participations give legal, effective, and informed consent before participating in a human trial. The consent cannot be obtained through coercion or undue influence. Bridges says the threat of termination violates the law. Bridget, again... Uh, misconstrues this provision, and she has now also misrepresented the facts. The hospital's employees are not participants in a human trial. They're licensed doctor, nurses, medical technicians, and staff members. The, has, the hospital has not applied to test the COVID vaccine on its employees. It has not been approved by an institutional review board. It has not been certified to proceed with clinical trials. Bridges claim, therefore, um, that the injection re um, requirement violates uh, this law against, you know, coercion fails. Okay. Now here's, what's so interesting to me. So he basically says on technical grounds, you cannot call this a vaccine. Um, you cannot call this a vaccine trial because in normal vaccine trials, um, staff members, uh, you would have to apply to have done the trial. Um, you would have to get the, uh, it'd have to be approved by the food and drug administration. Um, and what, what was the other one there? Uh, approved by, it would have to be approved by an institutional review board. It would have to be certified to proceed with clinical trials. So it's because it's not certified to proceed with clinical trials and they didn't apply to the, to be with the vaccine board, you can't call this human trial. So, but this is not like any other vaccine that anyone's ever received because they didn't do the trials. So obviously this would not line up with any other precedent or case history in all of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, not a lawyer, not a doctor. Is there other precedent of emergency authorization vaccines that never went through clinical trials? Because if not, what what case precedent are no case precedent? Says, hey, the human trial, right? And for you to go, well, this isn't the human trial because it's not the technically the way. Yeah, I know it's not technically the way human trials normally go, and that's exactly what I'm complaining about. I'm complaining to you that this is not what the usual way that vaccines come to market is. And so therefore, maybe I like unlike other vaccines, I shouldn't need to get in order to be at work. And then he like basically repeats the it back to and goes, well, since this isn't like a normal trial, you wouldn't have the it, it wouldn't fall into the normal standards there that you wouldn't be able to do it through coercion. Well, right. It, I, I understand that it doesn't compare to a normal case. That's why we're in this court right now. 
I came to the court because I said this is unlike anything else and that there was not a trial done before I got here. Then you said, well, we're not going to look into whether or not it's harmful because that's irrelevant. And you can't consider this to be the trial, the paperwork for it. Yeah, I know they didn't file the paperwork for it. Do you get you get why this is so bogusy of the of the judge? And maybe I'm misconstruing it, but it's like he's looking at like we're coming to court and saying this is a weird situation where you skipped a part of the process. And so I feel unsafe by doing it. And he goes, well, whether or not it's unsafe doesn't matter. And since we skipped a part of the process, it's unlike anything else. So you can't claim this to be a trial. It's a very it's a very weird approach. Okay, and then just to be fair to the judge, I will read his uh, his closing, and then I'll tell you one more reason why I think that this is bogus. Although her claims fail as a matter of law, it is also necessary to clarify that Bridges has not been coerced. Bridges says that she's being forced to be injected with the vaccine or be fired. This is not coercion. Methodist is trying to do their business of saving lives without giving them the COVID-19 virus. It is a choice made to keep all staff, patients, and their families safer. Um, so here, by the way, this I understand where you go, listen, they're a private business and they're a hospital. In their estimation, this will make people safer. And so therefore, it would make sense to me. But then isn't that almost the opposite of when you start this off and you go like now you're giving a reason for your logic as opposed to going, well, it's strict law. Your starting point here was going, she goes, hey, I think this might be harmful. And you go, well, I can't look at whether or not it's harmful because strict law would be this is the only reason why you would be able to sue an employer. But now when you're giving your reasoning, your reasoning is not a function of strict law. It's that, hey, I it appeals to my logic that a hospital should be able to make its own decision about safety. But that like, you see what I'm saying? That's also not a straight as strict law. Bridges can freely choose to accept or refuse a COVID-19 vaccine. However, she refuses. She will simply need to work somewhere else. And I, isn't that also a categorization? Simply need to work somewhere else. And by the way, every everywhere else might have the exact same policy. And it's not like you can just go get yourself a license to start your own medical care facility um, where then the market can go, you know what? I'm okay with the nurse that doesn't do this thing. So let's not pretend like it's as simple as you can simply just go somewhere else where, um, you know, this is quasi government policy. And there's certainly government policies that doesn't just make it easy to then go compete with these institutions. Uh, let's continue. If a worker refuses an assignment, changed office, earlier start time, or other directive, he may be properly fired. Every employment concludes, um, includes limits on the worker's behavior in exchange, in exchange for his uh, uh, remuneration or something. Um, my mouse is going to shit right here. Uh, and well, that's the end of his comments. So here's the last thing I will say on this. And then I was going to do an entire breakdown of uh, the new Supreme Court decision uh, in regards to slavery. But to be honest, I've talked myself tired. I'm bored of the law myself right now. So I'm going to pick that up back up next week. So here's my last problem that I will say with this is that there's a element. Um, if you go read the decision of like double referencing where he goes, well, because the emergency people said that this thing is safe. Right. So then the hospital is allowed to um, is, is basically allowed to operate in this way. But there's a double referencing there where it's like, well, how do I change the people that just said this was safe? The entire the real basis here is, did you guys put something out there? Right. That maybe there's a risk for me to take. And he goes, well, we're not even going to look at that. But then how do we address this double referencing? So the people that just said, hey, this is safe without the trial, without a vaccine trial. So what recourse is there for people that are now forced to get it, who, by the way, can't even sue those companies that companies are identified from lawsuits, right? 
that only under the guise of an emergency authorization say, hey, you can go and take this. And now your employer can force you to take it. And there's nobody that you can sue if it goes wrong. And you don't really have a choice whether or not you're going to take it. And then it goes to court. Right. And you would go, OK, well, we got a legal court system here. So I guess we can at least have a court case. And I, you know what? If you prove in court that this thing is safe, um, you know, I, I mean, 100 percent safe or that this system of emergency like doesn't have any sort of moral hazard of profits. I'm really talking myself tired right now. <laughs> then. All right. Let, let me just reframe this argument to me. The idea of being able to show up in court is that there might be recourse when large corporations or even government is infringing on your freedom. So in this case, you know, there's a structure here that we didn't agree to. You and I didn't sit down and go, hey, it makes sense to me that you shouldn't be able to sue these companies and that there should be an emergency authorization act. And I actually think there's misinformation about whether or not this thing is um, risk-free in the way that they're proposing. So you would think if you would go to court, now, maybe that would actually put a little bit of burden of proof on these people to represent the fact that all these decisions were sound, that government has the authority, I guess, for the Emergency Authorization Acts, that that would actually circumvent any like liability for these companies, or whether or not that should mean that I shouldn't be forced to take this thing because it hasn't gone through the normal requirements. But then the court just goes, well, we're not looking into the safety of this, uh, and we're just going to, like, I don't know, like, so then where's the recourse? Where can people like, where do we get to address our complaint with the companies of, hey, I'm not sure that like, what, what what's the structure then? You know what I mean? Like, this is a big problem. This isn't, these aren't the only people in the world who are concerned about taking the vaccine. So this is the legal system's place where now they can basically like explore and go, hey, is there actually harm to people? But they don't want to weigh in on that aspect. They just want to go, uh, it doesn't matter whether or not it's harmful uh, because companies have the, like, I don't know, there's just something... Maybe I didn't quite articulate the problem here, but there's something missing from the process. There's some sort, to me, there should be some sort of recourse here, and maybe I'm looking in the wrong avenue. Maybe the recourse should be coming from Senate, Congress, or some other groups of people, uh, but it just feels like, uh, it, it, it's not just that, the, to me, everything that's happened has been so criminal, but then when you finally show up to court and like this is the way it just gets thrown out, I'm feeling a little bit cheated. Any thoughts here? I feel like I talked myself into into not into nonsense at the end. No, I think it's I think they're trying to basically force you into doing it by without without saying we're you're forced. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's Weasley. You know what? Thank you for putting that into better terms than I did. There's something Weasley going on here where they want it. It's very mafia like. Seem necessary to have people. Right. It's like, hey, listen, you don't have to get this thing, but you just can't have your job and you could get other jobs, but they're licensing laws that will probably, but we're not forcing you to do anything you don't want to do. Well, then what would you describe this as? Um, all right, guys, that is the end of the uh, um an episode just on the Supreme Court thing, which will be a little short and it'll be another legal rant, which maybe you guys love, maybe you hate them. Uh, go to robbythefire.com for tour dates. Check out the Shedcast. In a second, we will get played out by a Shedcast tunes. But before we call it, uh, let's do one last uh, run through of uh, and um, Sheath Underwear. Go support Sheath Underwear, the underwear that'll support your nuts. There you go. Show it for the camera. There you go. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's read a couple comments, and then I I, I talked myself tired. I'm gonna go to bed. All right. Uh, it says, let's see. Uh, talk about uh, Brett Weinstein. 
Oh, with the Ivy Mechtrin, or I, that's not the way that's pronounced. I just pronounced it like a German who's working yeah. on some chemical to kill other Jews. I listened to a little bit of the episode, uh, and he's a little bit too technical for an easy listen. From what I gather of it, it sounds like there's um, uh, a good amount, or at least he was presenting it, that it's a decent tool if you take it like right after you get sick. And that if you we shoved it up enough people's asses, I, he was using this word yeah. for like the way of taking it that I, I wasn't familiar with. Um, I am currently highly interested in that topic. I have not fully researched it yet. I started listening to that podcast. I will listen to the rest of it. And I'm sure I will have more to say about what. How's it pronounced? I, I have a Mectrin. Me, uh, even just saying that word might get you thrown off of YouTube. You trying to get me thrown off of YouTube after a whole <laughs> episode about legal precedents I know nothing about? What else we got? It says, are you vaxxed, Rob? Fuck no. Come on, dude. <laughs> I think you get beautiful hair like this being vaxxed. What are you talking about? What else we got? Uh, it says, I don't know if we will know the true fallout. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Sorry. Uh, 5, 000, 5, plus 5,000 deaths on the, on the Harvard study. I'm sorry. There's a lot about stuff that they're not really referencing it. All right. All right. Let's yeah. do two more and let's call it an episode. All right. Let's go down to the bottom. Uh, shout out to Slinky Bobber for saying, hell yeah. Live Robbie. Fuck he's, yeah. He's very excited for there that. you go. Slinky Roberts. Asking what's wrong with Venmo? Um, what's wrong with Venmo? I love Venmo. Venmo has been a great tool. The last time I logged on, they told me that certain features, uh, I would not be able to use it for certain features unless I filled out their financial form. And when I was looking at the financial form, it included that they wanted the last four digits of my social security number. If any any transaction you take place in that's like financially related, if they're asking for your social security number, that means they want to track what you're doing with money, uh, which also means that if you're like being paid on Venmo and you're not declaring it, which I don't, um, I, I, I like I. I don't play those games. I just declare what I get paid because I'd rather not get like busted and owe you know back penalties or fines or whatever. Uh, but that's what that means. If you if your social security number is on your Venmo, uh, that means that they are most likely reporting your transactions to the government. Uh, which also means you know any drug dealer that's been utilizing Venmo. Uh, not that I know any of those people. Uh, you most likely will probably not be able, or I don't know. I didn't read through the whole thing. I just thought it was like, why the fuck is Venmo asking for my SSN? Fuck you. What else we got? One more. Um, a lot of people say now the vaccine's dangerous. Don't give it to your kids. That's well, not killing people. I've done, here's the problem. I've done too much episode, like stuff on, uh, being anti-vax. I think it's clear that there's good reason to be, uh, uh, to be skeptical. And if I see anything, that's a new argument, that's really profound for not doing it i will readdress it if not i feel like we've said everything that needs to be said about it uh mr nice yes anything to say and if not let's play some shed tunes call it a day the only thing i'd say is uh thanks for hanging in there with me the third episode is going to be super smooth oh we're already pretty smooth we're already pretty smooth out. sorry for anything that uh might have uh, it'll be smooth no no we did it we did it and all shout right out every uh, shed, shed cast mike nice ct everywhere there you go. Peace, everybody. Play them shed tunes. Yeah. Hey, yo. 
I'm finger rolling duchies by the water's edge Wrapped around me, got Versace plus your daughter's legs You can never be as high as me smoking regs Them comments that have you in hot water like we poaching legs Steady stacking tokens while I'm token legs Chocolate mint got me stuck like two broken legs Fire trees in the Dutch like it's Copenhagen Got me in a flow state, I ain't leaving home for days I'm just chefing these words, trying to climb to the top, but these steps absurd. Steady dropping hot shit, but you never get hurt. Might run out of paper, never run out of words. Manifesting on the page, turn my thoughts into words. While I'm lighting the herb, self sabotage, I'm fighting the urge. Cause I got a lot to say, and I'm just trying to be heard. The king of the fake, the unchallenged. Trying to climb to the top. I got a lot to say, I'm just trying to be heard They tried to mute it, the king and the ring This is the story of a champion Trying to climb to the top I got my styles from the untamables, irreplaceable, too respectable. Shake a hundred from a decimal, unattainable. That's why the work is extra ethical, unexplainable. I make a spectacle, it's undebatable, forever capable of undetectable and never traceable. I'm underrated, told I'm uninvestable, unaffected. Your perspective from my testicles, below the belt, y'all can blow me like the medical vegetables in the vestibule, uncontestable, undeniable, exotic, smoking like the festivals. I grow myself. Spoken from the infinitesimal Your solar melt if you don't see it Or because the Roosevelt's your ID R.I.P. Rob really went from watching Hook and dropping hooks to crap in the Philly I got tabloids betwixt two illies No chili like if I can't even feel myself How can y'all feel me? What? The king of the fake The unchallenged Trying to climb to the top I am the inescapable They try to mute it The king of the fake Story of a chance, 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 chance. Trying to climb to the top. You can't do much for me, but I'm sorry.